Howdy, folks, and welcome aboard the Animusings Podcast. We're now embarking on a grand circle tour of Walt Disney's Mary Poppins. And there's more to it than that, but yeah, I thought this too. Please keep your hands, arms inside the podcast at all times, and no smoking, please. The smoking lamp is out. <laughs> That's usually I don't. I've never seen a smoking lamp on the on on that train. I doubt but there you probably will. was. <laughs> I doubt you will. Maybe there was one. Welcome to Animusings Plus, everybody. Yes, we get to discuss Mary Poppins. We're gonna get right to the point. It's Mary Poppins. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> We, no, we, no, no, that's a good oh boy. That's a good oh boy. So technically, this uh, this film, by the way, it's us again. It's your hosts, David and Kayla. Hi, I'm Kayla. And I'm David. <laughs> we could have switched it around, but no one would have known. Oh, no one would have suspected. Yeah, everybody would have thought I was David. Yes, of course. <laughs> and this is the movie, the next movie that the Walt Disney Studios produced after Sword in the Stone, which we covered earlier this month. But because this is mostly a live action picture, it has fallen firmly into the criteria of Animusings Plus. However... But it does have a significant animation history and a significant impact on the company as a whole. Uh, It's Mary freaking Poppins. (laughs) It's an amazing film. We're going to be so biased about this movie. I Okay, I'm not going to lie. I really, really, really love this film. Like this. Me too. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. It's hard to be objective about this one when it, you it's when incredible. it. And I. Uh, now, did you? Was this a movie? We always talk about this. Was this a movie you watched frequently growing up? Absolutely. Me, not so much. Really. I watched it a few times, but always in like weird chunks. So this is the point where this is, I think the last, the last time I saw this movie was when I was a teenager. And I think it was maybe the first time I remember very clearly from beginning to end watching the entire thing through. Mm-hmm. So this was actually really refreshing. Like the movie is now ingrained in my brain with all those scenes. I, I, I remember a lot of the songs from like the old Disney sing along videotapes, but, um, I never owned a copy of Mary Poppins. Oh, I, up. I completely owned a Mary. Uh, so my mom had two favorite Disney movies, and she claimed these were her all-time favorite Disney movies. One was Cinderella. Mm -hmm. The other was Mary Poppins. I had the VHS of Mary Poppins, and we kept it for a very, very long time. Fitting. And the thing is, um, the thing is, I I mean, I watched it quite a bit throughout my life. I did, okay, I did rewatch it not terribly long ago i want to say a few years ago Mm -hmm. and i actually remember that had been the that had been the uh like the actual watch where i was like you know i haven't seen this movie in a while let me rewatch it and then immediately fell in love with it all over again (laughs) but even now like rewatching it with you it's Oh my god. <laughs> it is a powerful movie. This is the first time we've watched it together. Yeah, it is. So, that's something. And uh, but um I guess uh, let's go into the history of it. Um Should we talk about who's in it first or do we talk about the production uh, of the film? Well, let's start with like uh cuz I I you know, this is also the first time I've seen the movie since I've watched uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the, the, the thing is with this movie, not only is it, God, it is one heck of a powerful movie, it has one heck of a production history as well. Okay. Um, And basically, it's so famous, they Disney made a movie out of it called Saving Mr. Banks. That's true. So, uh, if you guys didn't know, um, Mary Poppins was uh, based off a book written by P.L. Travers. Walt Disney got the rights for the book with a lot of difficulty because P.L. Travers just couldn't imagine Walt Disney doing her book any justice. Now, um... Well, she was very... She saw him as a very, like, oh, you're just going to make it a silly cartoon. It's going to be frivolous and, and, uh, you know. And then also, they're two very, very different people as well. Here's the thing, which uh, I know it seems surprising, but... um, (laughs) No, uh, it doesn't seem that surprising. Not not, not that they're different people, but um, uh, I actually looked up P.L. Travers' uh, personality versus Walt's. Yes, Walt had the more whimsical, extroverted personality where... um, uh, Travers. Travers had the more like uh, uptight personality, but here's the thing: Walt was a conservative family man. Mm-hmm. P.L. Travers was a was a 
bisexual woman who also is pretty progressive. Oh, makes not, sense. Not, wasn't, I, I, not, I don't know if she married or not, but she was unmarried, definitely unmarried at the time. I don't think she ever did marry. Okay. But she wasn't much of a family person. So that's why I think that's probably why a lot of times Disney and her butt heads, they were basically the complete opposites of each other. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, they definitely, it's, it's over-dramatized, of course, at Saving Mr. Banks. And we're not here to talk about Saving Mr. Banks. Maybe that'll be another discussion for another time. Maybe. Because it's, it's, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, even completely understanding some parts of it are oversaturated and o- over-dramatized. Yeah. Uh, the thing with, uh, you mean Saving Mr. Banks? So, I mean, I, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. But, but so the reason why it's famous is because P.L. Travers said she'll only let him do a movie if she is a consultant on it. Mm-hmm. My God, she had so many opinions. She was frustrated with everything. They, She butted heads with Walt all the time. It was just a mess. I'm surprised everything got out. Like, the movie turned out the way it did. Uh, now, the film itself was... Uh, it said anywhere from four to six million dollars. Which does make it one of the more expensive films that the studio produced. Yeah, but it's like, remember, like, Sleeping Beauty was... It was like four, three, four million? No, that was more... Sleeping Beauty was more expensive. That was like six million. Okay, remember? so it's about on par with Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, so, um, but <laughs> this movie did a heck of a lot well in Sleeping Beauty, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, okay. So, so the film was released on August 27th, 1964. Critics loved it. They adored it. They were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. That sounds accurate. The film got $31 million. Yeah. And to continue this, it got 13 Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. This is the first time this has ever happened to Disney. It was the first time they were nominated for Best Picture? Yes. Wow. And this will only happen a second time. Which film won in 64? Do you oh, know? Oh, God, I... Off have... the top of your head? No, what? Because <laughs> you... That's actually something I do not memorize. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just I'm just curious now what beat out Mary Poppins for Best Picture that year. You know, I can look it up right this second. Uh, um, while you're doing that, to fill in the time... Oh, My Fair Lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Which, by the way, uh... totally undeserving, because you know what other film... Was uh, nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. What's that? Doctor Strangelove. Oh, that, deser- that same so- year. No, yeah, no, that deserved it. That should have. Yeah. Been it. Oh my sorry. gosh! Wow. But here's here's another thing too. Um, Julie Andrews, who was cast as in the role of um, Mary Poppins. Uh, now her her uh, casting history is interesting too. As we mentioned, like he saw her in Camelot and loved her, and actually waited until she had a baby to actually start production with her but not only that she actually while just after giving birth to her daughter spoke to pl travers on the phone through like an interview and yeah oh wow just after she gave birth to a baby like she's in the hospital while she does this that's amazing like she was really prepping for this mary poppins part and well pl travers loved her actually that was one of the things that pl travers was like oh yeah julie andrews is definitely mary poppins i love that uh now the thing, though, was uh, Julie Andrews kind of wanted to wait to see, to play Mary Poppins, too, because she was hoping to get cast in Act- My Fair Lady. Right, because she was the original Broadway cast for, uh, she was yeah, Eliza she, Doolittle. She was the original Eliza Doolittle, but they gave it to Audrey Hepburn, which makes no sense because Audrey Hepburn can't sing a lick, and they had to dub her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a musical, and they dub her like that. Anyway, um... Come on, Concord. Move your blooming ass. Demi, she she was great. I still... I think oh, she, no, those parts did. are great. But, um, guess who beat her out? I guess who... <laughs> yeah, Julie Andrews won Best Actress for, uh, against <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. For as Mary Poppins. Uh, Ain't that a kick in and, the head? But they also won uh, four other... Uh, Academy Awards. This included Best Film Editing, mm-hmm. Best Original Music Score. Oh, hell yeah. Best Visual Effects, which I completely... I pl- completely agree. And Best Original Song for Chim Chim... Chim Chim Chimmery. Chim Chim Chimmery is my favorite song, and so uh, yes. uh, You know what mine is. I do know what yours is, because yes. you and Walt have the same opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I know it's, it, but here's, I, I mentioned this to you earlier, not to break our, through our tradition, but I don't think there's a bad song in this movie. There really isn't. I personally cannot, I love every song in this song. Sherman song. Brothers this, knocked it out of the park on this one. This is like, peak, this is peak Sherman, I'm sure. I dare say. Like, cause you like the, the songs they did for, uh, Sword in the Stone were okay, but then this one you're like, Oh my gosh, every song is hummable. It's still fun. There's still a silliness to it. Yes, there are more songs that like stood out more than the others. Right. But they're all very likable. Well, like I'm going to be able to obviously, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing, know the lyrics to Let's Go Fly a Kite over the song that takes place at the bank, for example, where they're Tuppence. talking Tuppence. Prudently. Patiently. <laughs> it's still a fun song. No, all the songs are great. It's uh, a really, Mary Poppins is a, is, is a fantastic movie musical. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, great cast, by the way. We got, uh, like we mentioned, Julie Andrews as Mary Poppins. We have Dick Van Dyke as Bert uh, slash the uh, uh, Mr. Dawes. Yeah, senior Dawes. Mr. Dawes senior. Um, <laughs> Which is so funny. Um, there's a, an, um, oh my gosh. Uh, t- David Tomlinson. David uh, Tomlinson. As uh, Mr. Banks. And he will eventually go on to play a similar, no, no, a no. very different kind of character, no, actually. No, he's much, I know what you mean. He's in, uh. He's in Bedknobs uh, and Broomsticks. But his character there is much more. He's also in a bunch of the Herbie movies, isn't he? Yes, he is. Uh, I for, God, I'm surprised I don't know this. I've watched every single Herbie movie. Yeah, he, I remember him distinctly. He's, he, he, I can't remember because it's been a long time since I've seen any other Herbie movies, but he's he the like, villain. He's the villain. Okay, he that's the interesting. In the film. So yeah, David Tomlinson. Um, a little, a, a very small part, but, um, Elsa Lanchester. Yes. So, uh, she is a goddess. And the reason she is a goddess is because she played the bride of Frankenstein. And yes, she makes a small part in this movie, but who cares? It's Elsa Lanchester. Hail to the she, Queen. It's funny because she has um, not very long after this, in I think 1968 or 1969, she is in another live action Disney movie, and that's uh, the little known Blackbeard's Goes. Yes. Which is one of my nice. personal favorite nostalgic Disney movies, even though I fully admit it is not a good movie by any stretch of the <laughs> it's, imagination. It's fun. It's still a fun That movie. one has Peter Ustinov in it, which is great. I mean, it's, it's the same with. Um it's the same with Pete's Dragon, which we will get into. We're going to have to talk about Pete's Dragon at some point. Yeah, because it does have animation in it, and that's going to be a fun talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I look forward to that. Um, but also, Elsa Lanchester, uh, because I am a movie nerd uh, and love comedies, uh, is in Murder by Death. That's correct. She is in Murder by Death. I forget her character's name, but she's basically the Jane Marple. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Jane Marple character. Mm-hmm. So mm. great movie, which but. I can to- which I totally makes sense to me. Yeah, that she could play that kind of character. But yes, she is a goddess because she is the bride of Frankenstein. Yes, and well, also Mary Shelley and Mary Shelley. Yes, she played she, both yes, parts. she was. I forgot that. <laughs> so yes, she is a goddess. Uh, <laughs> and then also um, Jane Darwell, who plays the Bird Lady, and I. Uh, like she, you were, you were talking about all the stuff she was in, well, uh, Grapes of Wrath, and she was in Grapes of Wrath, and she was in uh, Gone with the Wind. Like she had done so many movies. Like she was uh, definitely one heck of an actress. I think this was her last film, like, right? It's well, a- Walt actually had to search for her. They said, he says, I would like you in this film. And she was like, okay. And she had a very small part, but it's still cool. Cause she, her, her presence in the film is just as the woman who sells birds, bird feed. But honestly, that it is still a power, like her role is quite a powerful role. Right. Cause she's representative of something much bigger. Now, unlike other, oh, and of course, Edwin. And Edwin! Yes! Edwin is in this. Yes, he is. I, I promised Kayla that I wasn't going to do my Edwin impression, and I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold true to that for the most part. But it's funny. But that- at some point in the middle of here, I, I I can't contain it. The Edwin has to come out. <laughs> you have to let me unleash the win. But uh, also, we got some uh, a lot of uh, Disney peeps working on this. That's uh, true. We have some of the nine old men. Yes. Uh, Xavier Atencio did the nursery scene. This is one of the earlier credits I've seen for Xavier Atencio. I know. So uh, the reason why David and I are geeking out over Xavier Atencio right now is because he's one of the main people who worked on the Haunted Mansion. And Pirates of the Caribbean. And Pirates of the Caribbean. He wrote both theme songs for both attractions. Which is awesome. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Again, we... this So... 
if you hear us geek out over, like, these random guys are like, why are you geeking out over, like, Mark Davis and stuff like that? It's like, guys, you don't understand. <laughs> like, they did, po- like, our two favorite rides. Just, just wait till we get to the Jungle Book. Oh, God. Just wait till we get to the Jungle Book next month. Oh, There's going to be so much of that. Yeah. Um, now, uh, rather than talk about this movie in great detail, though, like, go through it scene by scene by scene, I think it's more important that we just kind of touch... We, we, we're going to go all over the place with this one a little bit, just talk about our general thoughts. But and, and- m- more specifically, though, we are going to talk about the section of the movie th- where there's live action and animation combined. Because this is... Like, a lot of these films we've talked about on Animusings Plus are those kind of films. And that's, that's the purpose, because we would like to discuss the animation in this film. The evolution of animation as a medium with the, uh, in Disney's context. Yeah. Now, P.L. Travers did not want this to be an animated film. Right. I'm glad they added the animation. That, mm. so... It's, it's so exquisitely done. It really is. So one of the things uh, why this movie is important is it does combine live action and animation together. Now, yes, that has been done in, pa- in the past, of course, but here it's... This is like the first time this works mixed so seamlessly. Right. I mean, if you're really looking for it and other things, like we we were we talked about how it was interesting to see it in like Three Caballeros and uh, and again in um, uh, Song, Song of, of the, the South. South. But this is you can tell is a huge step forward in the medium because you've got our our um, our human characters are in a. By the way, the backgrounds all look like cho- really detailed so, chalk drawings. So here, if, if you guys have not seen the movie, uh, the reason why there is an animated scene... Haven't seen the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. If you haven't seen this movie, stop this podcast, go watch it. That's why we're not going to do a scene-by-scene breakdown. Yeah. We're, we're just going to talk about some of the mo- themes of the movie in general, but, but again, yeah, specifically yeah, the, this scene. But yeah, they draw, basically, uh, the characters uh, jump into a chalk drawing, and... Honestly, the animation looks like a chalk drawing, and like it really fits. It it's very thematic to that, and it's well done. Like, well, I would say it's truer more for the backgrounds and the characters themselves, but they match up. But here's the thing: there's a simplicity to the like the character designs. Uh, or no, okay, L- let me rephrase that. So, um, the how the characters are drawn are much more simpler. Like the colors are much more flatter. But it makes sense to the animation being presented because it is a chalk drawing. Like, when you're drawing in chalk, you're not going to do much detail. The character design zone, I, I, I should be correct myself. The way the characters are designed are very fascinating. I love, like, how, like, the horses and the people are, like, different shapes and sizes and have mm-hmm. different facial expressions. It is... Like, they put a lot of effort to make each character look very different from one another. That is true. I mean, um, this wasn't necessarily an animated bit, but when they're all on the carousel horses, and each of the carousel horses is very different, but kind of looks like each of them to a degree. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins, uh, like, uh, lavender horse yeah. is very relaxed, Proud. has its eyes closed, whereas the yellow horse that uh, Bert is riding has a big prominent chin and kind of a smarmy <laughs> grin. Very like, Dick Van Dyke. Very Dick Van Dyke. Um... And, um, you know, um, there's, it's for me, what jumped out to me was of the really subtle details that worked in, like when the, the, the carousel horses are bobbing up and down, yeah. down the road and they're actually gouging animated lines in the dirt where the, they come the down. The detail to this is insane. It's, it really adds a sense of realism to the world. Yeah. And then I actually like the fact that they added, a. Uh, they also add a little character to each person or like each uh, animated character too. Like there's a fox that gets uh, saved by uh, Bert and he has an Irish accent and he's like an, uh, totally an Irish Catholic man. And I'm oh, see, it's preserve us. <laughs> Yikes. It was very good. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Which is weird when it's combined with Dick Van Dyke's terrible Cockney accent. The the thing is, people always will hedge on how bad his accent is, and I think it's intentionally so because when he's uh, playing uh, Dawes Senior, he does a really good British accent. There. I think it's a pretty uh, it's it's a caricature, but it's still a it's a much more solid accent. Yeah, when he's playing a more prim and proper and elderly gentleman. But um, here's the thing: but- I'm not that bothered by his accent. No, neither am I. Um, now, a lot of the times that David and I brought up throughout the film is. These actors are having so much fun. Oh, you can tell. Like you, like you can see the delight in Dick D- Van Dyke's face throughout it, and like you can tell he's just having a blast, and he's just like basically having fun with it. And then also, Dick D- Van Dyke's 
is a very likable person. He's, <laughs> he's kind of charming. infinitely likable, Dick he, Van Dyke. He is very charming. Yeah. So it's hard, even with the bad accent, it's hard to, it, it's hard not to still like him. I feel like every character in this movie is likable to a degree. Like the, the people playing them are, are, I mean, even, even Mr. Banks. Oh yeah. He's just, he's such a fuddy duddy that it's like a lot of fun to watch him try and be punctual and then watch his, his life slowly crumble around him first in a delightful way and then in a very somber way when he, there's that long, I love uh, that shot where he has to go back to the bank yeah, after he's, so, he's basically going to be discharged. I mean, let's just assume everybody who's here knows the movie. Yeah, okay. So, like, yeah, the last half of the film, the, he gets... This is a really powerful scene. Like, in, like even as a in a film, from a, like, a film critic standpoint, it's a powerful scene where he gets fired, or he knows he's going to be fired. Like, he's been called upon and says, come to this bank, we're sorry to say this, but and but you need to be here by nine. It's just like, he knows he's getting fired, and it's just, he has to walk there in the dark, and it's just so, it's a hard, like, that's so difficult, and it's just... You don't see that in a lot of movies nowadays, where there's, like, just, from from when he leaves his home to when he gets to the bank, there's no dialogue. Not- everything's done with music, everything's done with visuals, it's very well-paced, it's very subtle, and it's powerful because it's re- it's echoing Feed the Birds in the background the entire time, so, which makes it more punctual, or, or punctuates the, it more. Feed the Birds is actually my favorite song of this movie, and it actually is one of my favorite Disney songs of all time. Mm-hmm. And actually, fun fact, Feed the Birds is Walt's favorite Disney song. Makes sense. Of all time. Mm-hmm. And it makes, well, the message in it is powerful. It's the idea that you should, it's like we need to give back. Yeah. To, if we want to make, if we want to make the world a better place. And that's the thing. The whole message, it does, you realize that it does focus on him. And that's the idea behind Saving Mr. Banks is P.L. Travers like, no, it needs to be, the focus needs to be on him. And this is true in real life the focus had to be on him because he's the one that changes. Right, exactly. He's the only character that goes through that. Well, uh, yeah, I'm re- really, he does. And um, uh, now, and that's why the bird lady is important too, because, uh, so he, as he's walking and Feed the Birds plays, you really, he one of the things he's like contemplating, he's like, I'm being fired. What This is a hard thing. But then he's like, but what is it? What is, what does that mean for my life? What is that? What does my life come to? And he wrote, one of the things that happens right before that is he has a discussion with, uh, uh, Bert about like him. He's like, why, you know, it's like, maybe you should give back, not just to like to your kids. And then it's like, but then it's the bigger message of not just to your kids, but to others as well. Cause he's mm-hmm. only focused. He, I mean, he, 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 he's very obsessed with how punctual he wants his life to be, but also he talks about how he's, he's worked hard to sort of cement himself and, you know, make something of himself. And that's all collapsing around him and, at that moment. But here's the, it's focus has been on him. And that's, right. and that's all him, all him. It's all him. And that's the idea. It's like, what was your life? Well, it's perfect. It was about me. And it's like, what about your kids? That's going to, it's like, you're going to realize, like, they're going to grow up and they're going to, you'll, it'll just end. And then you working so hard to be focused on you will have amounted to nothing because then you'll not have that connection with your kids. And I love how with the bird lady that there is that parallel mm-hmm. because here's, like, Bert brings it up right just before he leaves. And as he's walking to the bank, he stops at the cathedral where the bird lady would be and she's not there. Right. Well, it's late at night. So, well, here's another thing that can be hinted. It's like, what happened to her? Where is she? She was older too. Like, did she pass away? But the, but here's think of it that way. It's like give back before it's too late. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Give to others before it's too late. Uh, you know, there is one confirmed death in this film. It's uh, Dawes Senior. Oh, that's right. Oh he, my gosh. He starts laughing so he hard that he floats into the air. Death. He laughs himself to death. I love that. Like at the end, it's like, oh, he died this morning. It's like. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! It was he yeah. was so he was the happiest I've ever seen him. And then he get that's how Mr. Banks gets his job back. He's like, oh yeah, I'm looking for a new partner. So <laughs> how would you like to be it? It's like whoa! But here's that's another great parallel too because you watch as uh, Dawes Senior is basically telling his son what to do throughout the whole thing. Yep. And it's just it, and then you realize he's like, well, get on with it. He's like, yes, father. And you realize you could you actually see. The look on um, Mr. Banks's face when he's just like, oh, basically kind of like when he told us, no, give me this money. Yeah. It, it, a lot of this, I have to admit, is 
what's great is the facial expressions. Oh, yeah. Not, both, uh, I mean, that's why I wanted to, to highlight Mr. Banks here. Because, yeah. I mean, I, we, I know we wandered way far from our animation topic, but there's just so much about this movie that is good. You, you so, gotta realize, people, this movie has so much going for it. It really does. Like, that's like that's the more important part. But then there's, like, the fun moments. Like, oh, God. Like, I, every part is just so engaging. Like, not just the, like, there's also, like, um, like, um, like the chim, or, like, uh, the chimney sweep songs are, like, Step in Time. Oh, my God. How much fun is Step in Time? Yeah. Even before, I, I my, one comment I want to make about this movie is this is a movie with this is my favorite matte painting movie. Oh, the matte ever. paintings in this are gorgeous. Uh, I love when they're on the rooftops, uh, you know, doing the whole chimney sweep, yeah. and you see the sunset over over London, and all the buildings light up, and it's just it's beautiful. It is so. Gorgeous. And then we get then we get step in time immediately after that, which is so much fun to watch, and uh, is just hilarious. Uh, one thing I find funny: uh, there's been a couple times outside of the main animation sequence that animation is used. Uh, one time is during uh, when Mary Poppins sings Feed the Birds. You could tell they used, they animated birds in. They rotoscoped birds by the look yeah. of it. Yeah. And then uh, during the step in time, uh, these characters, it's just, they're just, they're there and they just like. Are we talking about Admiral Boom? Admiral Boom. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, these are the most wildest characters that like set off, like they make explosions happen just because they think they're on a ship. Well, the guy's house, uh, Admiral Boom's house, is a ship yeah. on the on the top of it. I want to live in Admiral Boom's house. Oh yeah, but it's like Cherry it, Cherry Tree Lane is a strange street. I know. Here's the funny part: it, like every like every day at eight a.m., he has to set off like the like set off the cannon, and everybody's like preparing for it. Like, wait, it's almost eight a.m. Stand hold, by, stand by, and hold everything because it, though it's going to explode. And they just live with this. Like, do you think, like, do you ever wonder if they've lived there so long that that's, that's contributed to the whole family sense of punctuality? Cause that's all like Mr. Banks cares about. Yeah, of course. It's true. Like, that is a, one thing about Admiral Bloom is he is punctual. But then it's like, he's causing explosions. And it's like, you, you gotta wonder, like, it's like, they probably are not surprised by any weirdness. Cause they're just like, yeah. Yeah. We deal with this on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, but yeah, you were talking about they they animate the fireworks that they shoot out of the cannon yeah. at the at the chimney sweeps. And, then the and I was joking like I, he says we're under attack by something. We must fire on them. And I thought to myself, oh no, the poor are having fun. <laughs> we, the upper class, must destroy them. <laughs> uh, but actually, uh, this is one of the scenes that made me laugh. I laughed a lot in this film. Oh, me too. Because uh, like they they're all in the Banks's house, and then my I, I, this is the part that always ah, step in time. I, ah! Step, step in, in time. Because the, the whole song is like, they, someone says something and they da-da-da-da, step in time, da-da-da-da, step in time. I think the funny part is like, one of the maids is dancing with the uh, chimney sweep and then Mr. Banks is coming in like, what's all this? And uh, the maid looks and goes, oh, it's the master! It's the master step, step in time. time. It's the master step in time. Oh, God. It's very funny. Uh, or the votes for women step in time. Votes for women step in time. I was that, they're very progressive chimney sweeps. That's a kind of a weird issue. Well, the suffragette thing that well, that uh, Winifred Banks is. Because here's the thing: the reason they made her a suffragette is they're wondering, well, what is she doing that keeps her away from her children, or like keeps her distracted from her children? And they're like, oh, well, it's 1910, so let's make her a suffragette. And it it's tough because it, it kind of has this whole theme of like, well, she needs to focus more on her kids than progress for women. But it's like, but the, here's the thing. They never put it down, though. No, that's yeah. the thing. If anything, they it's added. It, the comedy is showing how she's a progressive person who's trying to make who's trying to change things and help others. While Mr. Banks is very much talking about how this is a world ruled by men. Yeah. And he hates seeing any suffragette stuff in the house. Oh, yeah. There's a point where it's just like, hide everything. You know Mr. Banks says it like, I'm like, jeez. Yeah. So it feels like, again. So in a, in a, she has her, I mean, sure. You can say she has her own flaws and it comes to like, she should, I mean, yeah, the children don't have either of their parents around. Then that's one thing. But at least... At least Winifred Banks is going out there for a good cause, and which then, is yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is also she gets she was talking about throwing eggs at the prime minister, which yeah. is also pretty exciting. But also, I think it's the idea she like she becomes too distracted with mm. other things, 
And it's like you, it's kind of like anything, it's bounds. And like, yes, you should be making money, but don't forget to give back. Right. Don't forget to give tours. And although the song in the beginning, because the fir- I actually, that's the first song is Sister Suffragette, where she's the singing, first proper song. Yeah, the cast one that, what's off not- the shadows of yesterday. Like, yeah, that's, that's right. That song. And it's hilarious because there's a line where, and literally, it's like, although we like men individually as a group, they're really quite stupid. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> Sherman Brothers, wow. <laughs> 1964. Um, so, um, what about Mary Pop? Well, what about Mary Poppins herself? I, I mean, Julie Andrews hits it out of the park with Mary Mary Poppins. Let, let's be honest here. Yeah. She does it spot on. She perfect. is Mary Poppins. She is Mary Poppins. She totally is Mary Poppins. And it's she's this great mixture of being like strict and like proper, but still um but still like kind. And I again you could tell she's still enjoying herself. She's not afraid to have fun. Right. Um <laughs> Um, although the Edwin part, she's very, like... Just, <sighs> I, well, she's she's trying to help Uncle Albert get yeah, down. Uh, but it's just... Okay, that scene is... That scene is great. It's funny, because it's like, there. He's the reason he's up on the ceiling is because he keeps laughing. But you can't help but laugh along, because you can tell these characters are... Or these actors are having so much fun. Plus, you got Dick Van Dyke and Edwin together. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, just playing off each other. And actually, a lot of what Edwin is doing, that was ad-libbed. That's so good. Yeah. Edwin is great. And not to mention, you mentioned pointed this out to me. This is the second Disney movie we've seen him in, and he's still involved in a tea party. Yes. Yes, They still. he still has to have tea. Oh, I can't imagine doing any sort of film without tea at this point. I knew it. I knew it. I had to get into somewhere. <laughs> so, um... Oh, that, and that's a that's a fun scene in itself. Edwin is having a blast. They're all having a blast. But uh, I was gonna say earlier. I know you point out how uh, P.L. Travers was not keen on the idea of any sort of even a hint at a relationship between Bert and oh, Mary Poppins. Yeah. That and which is why you know they're very cordial with each other the entire yeah, film. Yeah, you don't see. Here's the thing. The problem is the chemistry between Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke is oh, it's so there. Palpable. It's there. Um and. It's there, but they they try to kill that. There is a like I hate to say this. There is a friend zone. <laughs> There's a line in one of the songs. Um, in uh the um song uh what's the, what's the song? Oh, it's Jolly it's Holiday. Jolly, Hol- Jolly Holiday. Because she sings, "You never think of taking full advantage for be- for forbearance is a hallmark, hallmark of, of your, your creed. creed. A lady needn't fear when With you, you so are near." Your sweet gentility is crystal clear. Oh my gosh. It's like saying, we're just friends. Don't think anything of it. He doesn't push it, though. No, he doesn't. He's still pretty good. There's, You could tell a little bit on his face, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I, I, w- I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to it. But if P.L. Travers is, then okay. Yeah. Now, there is... A, is a, going back to feats of animation... Um, uh, Bert having his dance with the penguins is such a famous scene oh, yeah. in that movie, and it's you—it's the amount of the attention to detail is intense, especially when he's dancing around with them and they're doing a thing, and he kicks his legs up and they'll duck under his leg, and it really does—you really do feel like they're there in the same scene together. Oh yeah, and um, I have a interesting story to tell about. This yes, scene. please. So my my mom has a close friend, a close family friend, um, who um. When she was growing up, she was she had no access to television whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It was a very sort of like um, it was like an Ozarks family. She grew oh. up in an Ozarks family, and they they didn't they were very like religious. Like you can't expose anyone, so she didn't know what a TV was until a certain age. So the very first time she saw a television, she was shocked because she saw a man dancing with penguins on the screen. <laughs> and so she has a connection with Mary Poppins for that reason, because the very first time she ever saw a television or even saw a cartoon of any sort was was um, that scene in Mary Poppins, and it blew her mind. Because you gotta, gotta imagine, we we were eased into it as kids. Mm-hmm. Imagine seeing this all at once and being like, what is this? And trying to wrap your head around it. And I, she explained to me that that was kind of what it was. Like, it, 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 she, it was just... It, 
having it be cartoons wasn't necessarily something that, or drawings, animation wasn't something that stuck. It was just, it's a man dancing with penguins. Mm-hmm. How is this happening on this box? What's going on? So um, I thought that was interesting. That's actually really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything we're like missing. There's so much with this movie. Um, well, I mean, on the Bert and Mary Poppins thing. So so uh, Mary Poppins is very mysterious. She just kind of shows up. She, she's practically perfect in every way. She solves many, all kinds of people's problems with by, by kind of letting them... Like, she, she subtly leads people to do things. Like, she always gives people the impression, like, this was their idea. Yeah, she kind of gives, gives it a nudge. Because she was the one who said, because he says, no, I want my children to be proper. She's like, so uh, so what you're suggesting is you should bring them to the banks to show them the life you're that you lead so you, they can follow suit. And he's like, oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, by the end of the film, she's... Um, the family has already gotten back together. They're flying the kite that um, that Mr. Banks has repaired. And he's there with his collar undone and a hole punched in his yeah. bowler hat. The way he gets fired, I'm like, whoo, wow. Because like, that's how he gets fired. He gets a, the flower from his... His, his title is stripped in, a, in like an unceremonious... sense. Yeah. Is unceremonious. Oh. Well, ceremonious, but breaking of the guard. By the way, the scene... So uh, the kids uh, in the movie, Jane and Michael, are the actors and act- the actor and actress playing them did not know it was Dick Dan- Van Dyke as Senior Dawes or Dawes Senior I'm sorry yeah uh so this there's this guy this like looks like he's in it like over the age of 100 and he's like struggling and they they're just like oh my gosh is he gonna fall over and die and they're just like yeah, and you can see it on their faces in the film because just like, the whole time, like Michael just looks like oh my, like just looks confused. Yeah, and just like, what? It should be noted that I think the child actors playing the Banks children do a very good job too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, for child actors, you know, mm-hmm. I thought they did good. Um, but with uh, with Mary Poppins, we don't know much about her, and I but I love the prevailing theory. Like I've heard many a time that she is in fact a Time Lord, a la Doctor Who. Yes, she is. So. Let's 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 think about this for a second. She's she's seemingly immortal. Yes. Uh, she carries a which is actually probably proven in Mary Poppins Returns. Right. She carries around a carpet bag that is bigger on the inside. That's yes. her TARDIS. That is her TARDIS. Um. And we were like, so how does she know Bert? And then I, it hit me. She he Bert was a former companion. No, I. Here's they went thing. on adventures together. I don't think she he was a companion. I think because that's not how she's not like the Doctor in that way. I think he was. Uh, she was a nanny to him. Oh, that would be interesting. That was my theory. But you but would, you, but would yeah, she be a ma- nanny? Like she obviously became a nanny because the an, an aristocratic family brought her in. Would you, would she nanny for people who are poorer? But on I the wonder if. Side? But we don't know. Well, well Bert, because because look, the thing with Bert is he's a professional busker. That's yeah. his whole thing. He, he goes ch- out. He does chalk drawings. He's a one man band. He he um then becomes a chimney sweep. He then becomes we- a chimney sweep. I think he was then already he sells, a chimney sweep. Then he sells kites. And he, he sells kites. He just does anything he can to get by. He just changes jobs all the time. He's a vagabond. Yeah. I, but it's to say, it's like, did he, was he always poor? We don't know this. That's, That's true. But we, he, the only thing we ever hear about any of his past is during supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, when he talks about how his father gave his, now he's a tweak and told him I was bad. That whole thing. Yeah. Father gave, if, never mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So it's uh, he clearly knows her. Yeah, like they clearly know each other. I just we just don't know how or what their history is. No one else seems to know who she is. They seem to be on pretty equal footing. I think he's got his own sort of level of magical understanding of the world, though, because he he knows about her ability to jump into drawings. He's not phased by it, and he can just summon other chimney sweeps out of nowhere to begin a choreographed dance number. I feel so. I feel like his magic comes from he just loves life. Yeah, this is this is what makes I think. Uh, well, he even talks about how he he may seem like poor, but up on the roofs, he's he's like in this whole wide world. There's no happier bloke. He's a he's a, just a perpetually cheery person who's just comfortable with his lot in life. Yeah, he's just again, and I think that's that's the contrast between him and Mr. Banks, and I think that's one's this character is in the film. He does serve as a good contrast. He and he's important. He has a he's an important role to play too because he helps kind of cement some of the ideas that Mary Poppins was putting out there in Mr. Banks's mind. Yeah. So Mary Poppins and Bert are working in tandem to kind of do all this because Bert is there for the kids a lot too. Yes. Um and uh I think that they, this isn't their first rodeo. Like, Mary Poppins and he have helped people in the past together, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Which is, again, why I think slash a Time Lord and that Time Lord's a <laughs> human companion. So she's just, she's basically the doctor. Oh, and the fact that uh, when she returned, when she inevitably comes back and Mary Poppins returns, she's played by a different actress, but is the same person. She regenerated. That's, that's it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Uh, by the way, everybody, um, David and I talked about this, and I think, yes, we're going to review the film, uh, since it's right on the heels of this review. Of this one, yeah. That'll be an Animazings Plus as well. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. I'm, I'm, I, I, it look, I'm dubious whether yeah. it'll be good or not, but, but we'll see. I, but it, I was, because, like, I saw the trailer, and I was just like, oh my gosh, uh, oh my gosh, there's animation! Yep, and it's traditional animation, too. Oh my gosh, it's 2D animation. There's, this isn't... Uh, yeah, so... It, you know what? I think that's what we'll do. We'll watch the film. Okay. And then we'll judge, like, if it's worth talking about or not. Because... Yeah. Well, let's see how much 2D animation is in it. Let's okay. See, does it have an effect? Because, like, with Mary Poppins... Oh, yeah, this was, like... At the very least, we'll mention it in the future after we've seen it. We'll talk about... If we don't do a full episode, we might, we might touch on it in an maybe at the beginning or end of another episode. Just That's be like, oh, true. so we saw this. Here's our general thoughts, and then we'll go straight yeah, to the other thing. We'll we'll see what happens. This is all happening on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. This is not something we have uh, contemplated before. No, we're literally planning this right now. Exactly, we're talking about this like right as we speak. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know what. Let's see. You and I should definitely see the film, and okay. then we'll see how the animation is and if it's worth talking about for this. Yeah. And um, if we, and if we think it's a good one to do, okay. If, if it's good, not not like if it's a great film, but like if it's proper to do to make an Animusings Plus. Up. I think that's fair because um, actually, because one of the things that was a uh, actually addressed um, when I was talking to one of our poss- our soon to be co uh, one of our guests, one of our guests, because uh, he's like, oh, why aren't you doing Tron? And I'm like, well, Tron really is an animation. It's like. But they use, but they do use CGI. It's different. It is a so the CG. It's a gosh. It's this is hard because <laughs> um, yeah. This, t- by technicality, does does tr- is is Tron something we touch on in Animusings Plus? That's that's something. Um, why don't we ask? Um, why don't we ask the general public? Why don't we ask our listeners? Yeah. Do you do, think- does? Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. No. I interrupted you. No, you, can you do it. No. It's your idea. No. Stop it. Go. D- you do it. You do it. You do it. Your turn. Okay. Should we, does is Tron technically count as an Animusing Plus feature because it is a film that utilized animation to help tell the story? And because it, it's hard, I mean. It's a new form of animation. It is a new form of animation. And, but it's CGI and it's computer graphics but at the same time, this was computer graphics used ahead of its time. So, but does that le- But that does that have an impact on animation as a whole, or just computer graphics? Is well, it- and I think it's relevant to discuss anyway. We are going so far off the rails no, from Mary I know. Poppins. I, I think we're pretty much at the end, honestly, with Mary Poppins. I think we've talked about all the salient points. Yeah, that I can think of off the top of my head. It's it's just hard because there's audio animatronics in this movie. I'll say that yes! much. There's the, the Robins, well, which is got, pretty cool. Yeah, which but, are- but, I mean, I just wanted to mention that because we're we're in '64. They've developed audio animatronic technology. It's awesome. Yes. The, well, d- you know, during the production of this movie, they were they were. Uh, I mean, in, they were working on pirates they, in uh, Haunted Mansion at this time. They were. There were plans were firmly in the works. New Orleans Square was under construction. Um, and then also, this will be the last movie I that comes out, I believe, uh, where Walt was alive. Wow. If you think about that. It's really going to hit me when we do the Jungle Book, though, because yeah, he, he will. With the- I mean, because I know he never got to see that one through, but it was the last one that he was one of the last the last feature animated thing he was helping. He was producing before he passed. So. Yeah. So, Walt, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go dark here. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so, Walt was suffering from lung cancer and because he smoked like a chimney, guys. He did. He smoked a ton. And- I was just soot, Michael. It's just clean. Good, good, clean soot. Yeah, no. It's just good, clean no, soot, Walt. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, so that, uh, I, if I recall, he did have to get a lung removed. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. They, he, and then his other lung got messed up. Yeah. He yeah. He, he knew he wasn't going <sighs> to He knew he wasn't going to Don't I, smoke, kids. So 
going back though, real quick. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's fair to say that there's an argument to be made for Tron because eventually we are going to have to talk about CGI animated features. And that that is true. Because eventually Disney does abandon as well, not abandoned, but Disney does dis- does for a while distance itself from feature animation, feature 2D animation, and go entirely to CGI. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I I ask you guys, do you think Tron should be discussed? I'm gonna be real. I've never seen the original Tron. I actually have. I know you have. So, uh, yeah. Um, let us know in the comments or you know in the in the iTunes in the feedback. You can uh, obviously you can find us on Twitter at uh, Animusings Pod. That's a great place to leave feedback. It's the one we check the most frequently. Honestly, we're most active on Twitter. Um, we do have some other places you can reach us, but Twitter's the most interesting. Yeah. So, um, by the way, PL Travers, I, I just, I know we've, I mean, I am even interrupting you. No, 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 no. It's fine. This but is a discussion. The, this was her final, her final, she did say in an interview, like in 1977, she said, I understand it is a good, I understand that the writing is good and all that. She was just hurt because it was such a, big departure of what she had written. Mm-hmm. And that was a struggle for her. And it, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, uh, she's not the worst person that people, like, authors have been upset about, like, their work. I mean, my goodness, Roald Dahl was always upset with, like, almost always upset with, like, adaptations of his work. Like, it was never... I'm trying to think of people who, who perpetually don't like their adaptations of their work. Uh, Roald Dahl. The first person who jumps to mind is Alan Moore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, also, um, uh, I'm trying to, I'm, like, I'm trying to remember as well. Um, cause I know Roald Dahl just absolutely hated Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So P.L. Travers, I think it's hers is just famous because she was a consultant on this and right. there's actually recorded conversations rather than just oh i just hated it she was there yeah during the development process right exactly um and that's what makes it so interesting you see her consultant credit right there at the beginning of the film and i and again after seeing saving mr banks and knowing the whole story it definitely paints my the way i understand mary poppins in a very different kind of light like yeah. again for her this was a mary poppins was based on a more personal thing mm-hmm. with her with her life with her relationship with her own father and the the nanny that came to them so her family yeah so um it's still and but yeah it is still a good film it is still an amazing film and i thoroughly enjoy it and i really enjoyed although i'm talking not, about it uh, like a, saving mr banks is good mary poppins is so much better well yeah oh guys you're not gonna top the original this is this movie is amazing like this is an incredible incredible movie it is long though yeah it is 139 minutes long right this is the longest movie we've had to sit and watch that's actually interesting because it f- really felt like it flew by oh yeah because it totally engages you throughout the whole time it's it's so very few movies i find will manage to to achieve that sometimes so yeah so well done mary poppins you yes. fill your runtime with everything Thing, that's good. Um, universal love from us at Animusings to uh, Mary Poppins as a film. Yes. Um, but yeah, so feel free to reach out to us if, you, if you'd like with feedback, comment, questions, and whether or not we should do uh, Tron at some point mm-hmm. down the line. Or and, or if you guys are if you guys do agree with us doing re- uh, Mary Poppins Returns, if or if you guys are like, no, don't you dare, it just just it's new. Don't do things out of order. <laughs> I mean. I'm more of a, hey, don't do things out of order person myself, but I'm willing to make the exception if we, we see this more recently, because Animusings Plus can be all over the place. Yeah. We're kind of keeping it chronological, personally, with or, it, or so far, yeah. within the confines of the of the time period we're in. So, but I'm willing to break that if we find that um, Mary Poppins Returns is relevant because of what we've just watched. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can even touch on it briefly and then do a more thorough thing later if we felt so compelled. But yeah. Yeah, because Anime Musings Plus, basically, the purpose of it is to discuss things that are not in the Walt Disney Animation Studios canon. Like, the, it's not one of those full films. And those we will do chronologically no matter what. Oh, yes. Those will not be touched. Right. But with Anime Musings Plus, it's a way to get a better understanding of Walt Disney Animation. And I we knew Mary Poppins does have an important role when it comes to Disney Studios, especially since this is like the first film in a very long time 
that actually won Academy Awards. Uh, well, w- that was as successful as this film in terms of a cri- like critical claim. Because if you remember, even though some movies were a lot of movies in the past were like, oh, it did it, it did really good and made back money. There, it was always like mixed reviews, mixed reviews. Yeah, yeah. So this is like for them to make this film just basically made such an impact and it really did mary poppins is a cultural icon (laughs) it's true this movie helped cement her even further as a cultural icon like i i don't think like americans know who she is now and like um, probably a lot of people around the world know she is because this Mm -hmm. (sighs) wow and the songs are classic and the songs are great so i think with that said we should um let's let's finish this up Okay. So thank you for listening. Uh, join us next in December when we talk about uh, The Jungle Book. Yes, and we will be joined by the Nothing New podcast. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, until next time, um, go fly kite. Just go do it. Uh, it's not really as exciting as people say it is, but if you really like flying kites, go do it. Yeah. Just, just takes uh, or, time. Or if not fly a kite, go... Uh, Go ride a carousel and maybe it'll jump off its hinges. Just don't go sweep a chimney because that is not good clean soot. No, do not. Do not breathe that good clean soot. Feeding peckish this midnight? Seat your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara Podcast is here for you, intrepid listener. We sample only the finest and sinister stories and, quoting them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit. <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.